Hey everyone, real quick before this episode starts, I just want to dedicate this episode to the memories of Betty White, Bob Saget, and most recently Meatloaf, who, as I record this on the 21st, just passed away yesterday, January 20th. Uh, he was 74 when he died. Uh, a lot of, like, my dad was a huge fan of him, and I'm sure a lot of us, especially me, I know him from Rocky Horror Picture Show because he played Eddie. Uh, he was a really great artist, uh, he was a really talented singer, and he will definitely be missed. I know, like, with Betty White, Bob Saget, and Meatloaf, the rest of this episode is gonna have nothing to do with them as I'm talking about One Piece video games, but I just wanted to dedicate this episode to the memory of them because we just we've lost a lot of celebrities over the past month and i just want to dedicate something to them so anyway enjoy the episode What is going on, my fellow nerds? Welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast where I nerd out about whatever the hell I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. How are you guys doing out there? You guys doing good? You know, staying hydrated? Staying warm if you live in the Midwest? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then that's that's good to hear. I, I care about your guys' well-being. I, I really do. Like, seriously, I, I really do. Uh, to get to the point of this episode, today's topic... As we are still part of One Piece Month, you know, in January, today I wanted to talk about something that's a little closer to my heart than One Piece is, and that would be video games. And luckily, One Piece and video games, they're doing pretty well together. So much, in fact, that there have been a ton of video games made based off of One Piece. And I wanted to go, I wanted to list a bunch of ones that I haven't played, you know, list all the ones that were made, just kind of briefly, and then mainly just talk about some of the ones I have played and, you know, whether I thought they were good or not and whether, you know, the media thought they were good or not. And take care of what the media thinks of your favorite video games. But enough explanation. Let's just jump into it, shall we? So, like I said, there have been a ton of One Piece games. Uh, there's actually been an ongoing series. There was the Grand Battle series that first came out. Uh, in, 2000, in 2001 for the PS1, and the last game came out in 2014 for the 3DS. Then there was the Unlimited series, which first came out in 2007 for the Nintendo Wii. And the last one, One Piece Unlimited World Red, came out in 2013, 2014, and 2017, all for different systems. Uh, 2013 was the Nintendo 3DS, 2014 was the PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, and 2017 was the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Microsoft Windows version. And I'm going to list these off, but I'm going to go a little more in depth after I mention the other games, but there's the Pirate Warriors series, which first debuted in 2012 on the PS3, and the most recent one, Pirate Warriors 4, came out in 2020. For Windows, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. But, instead of boring you with all the names, I'm just going to go through all these different games, so... 
First, we got One Piece Return of Pirate King in 2000 for Wonderspawn. Then we got One Piece Birth of Luffy's Dream Pirate Crew in 2001 for Game Boy Color. One Piece Set Sail Pirate Crew in 2001 for the PS1. One Piece Legend of the Rainbow Island in 2001 Wonderspawn Color. One Piece Treasure Wars 2002 Wonderspawn Color. One Piece Grand Line Adventure Log 2002 Game Boy Color. One Piece Treasure Battle 2002 Nintendo GameCube. One Piece Big Secret Treasure of the Seven Phantom Islands 2002 for the Game Boy Advance. One Piece Treasure Wars 2 Welcome to Buggyland 2002 for the Wonderspawn Color. One Piece Aim Machine of Barry 2003 for the Game Boy Advance. One Piece Ocean's Dream 2003 for the PS1. One Piece Chopper's Big Adventure 2003 Wonderspawn Color. One Piece Doing Baseball 2004 for the Game Boy Advance. One Piece Round the Land in 2004 for the PlayStation 2. One Piece Dragon Dream 2005 Game Boy Advance. One Piece 2005 Game Boy Advance. Fighting for One Piece 2005 PlayStation 2. One Piece Pirates Carnival 2005 Nintendo GameCube and PlayStation 2. One Piece Grand Adventure 2006 for GameCube and PS2. One Piece Gear Spirit 2007 for Nintendo DS. One Piece Hidout Battle 2010 for Nintendo DS. One Piece Hidout Battle 2 New World in 2011 for Nintendo DS. One Piece Romance Gone 2012 for PSP and 3DS. One Piece Great Pirate Coliseum 2016 for Nintendo 3DS. One Piece Grand Cruise in 2018 for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. One Piece Set Sail in 2015 for Android and iOS. One Piece The Road of the Strong 2016 for Android and iOS. One Piece Thousand Storm 2016 for mobile. One Piece Bounty Rush 2018 and 2019 for mobile. One Piece Burning Will, 2018 for mobile. One Piece Bomb Bomb Journey, 2020 for mobile. One Piece The Voyage slash One Piece Planning Path for mobile in 2021. <sighs> Alright. So that's all the other ones that I have not played. But yeah, there were a ton there. Like, my god, there was just a huge list. And I didn't want to do one too in-depth with those because, honestly, I didn't care about any of them. I haven't played any of them. I'm really curious what going baseball was. I may imagine it's just like a baseball game, but with all One Piece characters. Like, I can't imagine, you know, Zoro going up there and trading in his swords for a baseball bat. But I feel like, no, Luffy. Luffy playing baseball, that would just be unfair. Because he can just gumbo gumbo and fucking stretch his arm all the way to home plate to always getting out. That just seems like way too unfair. Uh, but, enough about all that. Let's get into some of the games that, some of the One Piece games, I should say, that I have played. So let's start with the first one I ever played, One Piece Pirate Warriors, which released in Japan March 1st, 2012, in Europe September 21st, 2012, and in North America on September 25th, 2012. Now, a reason it's called Pirate Warriors is because it actually borrows the formula of another game called Dynasty Warriors. And Dynasty Warriors, uh, to kind of explain the gameplay a little bit, basically you drop into this like this map and you have to take out like a bunch of enemies. You can take out a whole bunch of enemies at once. And a lot of the point of it is you go to these different sections and you clear out all the enemies to take over that section and then you know that's a mission completed. And a lot of games have actually borrowed the Dynasty Warriors formula, uh, most notably being Hyrule Warriors, which obviously is based off of the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, there's another game, actually, that I played recently that borrows this formula, and it's based off of the Persona 5, or the Persona series. And that's kind of a weird one, because I know nothing of the Persona series. I've never played any of them. I am aware of what like Persona is, because I know of Persona 5. But it's uh, Persona 5 Strikers. And it literally plays the same as the whole Dynasty Warriors thing. But yeah, One Piece, <laughs> back to the topic of hand, One Piece Pirate Warriors is another one of those Dynasty Warrior clones. And it was actually the first One Piece video game I remember playing. Because I had it for uh, PS3. I think, is that the only game it came out on? Uh, let's read this. this, 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 this
turned into the Porky Pig for a second. Jesus Christ. <laughs> One Piece Pirate Warriors is an action video game developed by Omega Force and published by Bandai Namco Games for PlayStation 3. It was released on March 1st, 2012 in Japan, September 21st, 2012 in Europe, and September 25th, 2012 in North America. The game was developed in commemoration of the 15th anniversary of the One Piece manga and anime franchise by Ichiro Oda. Pirate Warriors was also the first title in the One Piece video game franchise, which was released on a PlayStation system since One Piece Grand Adventure in, to, to, in 2006. As with the rest of the franchise, Pirate Warriors follows the adventures of Monty D. Luffy, a young boy who accidentally eats the dum-dum fruit and organizes a diverse crew of pirates called the Straw Hat Pirates to search for the titular treasure. On his journey, Luffy made several new friends and battles a wide variety of villains. A sequel, One Piece Pirate Warriors 2, was released in March 2013, with a third game, One Piece Pirate Warriors 3, released in March 2015, and a fourth game, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4, was released in March 2020. I would get to those in a second. Let's talk about the gameplay, shall we? Pirate Warriors is an action game incorporating elements from both the Dynasty Warriors series and the One Piece series. The game's story mode, Main Lord, allows the player to play through the storyline. The adventure mode uses Luffy to play through the events of the One Piece series, and the battle mode allows the player to use characters in battles. In another log, the player can play through a character's storyline. With it are several stories exclusive to the game. So, what I remember from the story in this one, like the story mode in this, you played up to the time step, or up to the Marine Ford art. I don't think you actually play the Marine Ford art, but I think there is the cutscene there with Ace dying at Marine Ford. But you play like up to the Marine Ford art, and then there's the there's a whole cutscene where you play the slight beginning of the uh, Sabadi Archipelago art. Like you play the beginning of that, where Luffy's just like, "Oh, Riley, thank you for everything. Let's go, blah blah blah," and then the game ends. So you play up to that. You don't get to play much. Uh, there is. Definitely a lot of cutscenes. It's a good way to kind of live through some of the arts. Because it goes through... I don't know if it... I don't remember if it skips over that many arts. But, you know, it's a good way to, you know, kind of live through some of the some of your favorite One Piece arts. Or at least everything pre-time skip. Uh, let's see what the scores were for this. The game received mixed reviews according to the review aggregation website Metacritic. The game was rated 36 out of 40 by the Japanese gaming magazine Famitsu. The game was a huge success in Japan, and in its first week it sold over 655,774 copies, and as of December 2012, the game has shipped over 1.2 million units worldwide. Yeah, so Metacritic gave it a 64 out of 100, uh, IGN gave it a 6 out of 10, so they thought it was pretty okay. It was, you know, and that's my thing about it. Like, I really like the game. It definitely has, like, first game symptom. You know, there's, like, a whole series of games that, you know, they try something for the first time, and obviously there's a lot of good they did. There's a lot that people liked, but there's also a lot they can improve on. And improve they did, because now... Let's move on to One Piece Pirate Warriors 2. One Piece Pirate Warriors 2 is an action video game developed by Omega Force and published by Bandai Namco Games. Again, by Bandai Namco. 
and it was released in Japan on March 20th, 2013, Europe on August 30th, 2013, and in the U.S. on September 3rd, 2013. Uh, what does gameplay of this one say? The game no longer uses a canon story like the original. Instead, it uses an original story that takes place two years after the Straw Hat Pirates entered the New World. Battles have been changed to focus more on the Warrior gameplay, and the player will have to fight through higher numbers of enemies than the previous game. The quick time events from the first game have been removed completely. Yeah, in the first game, there were like small little bits where you had uh, quick time events. They didn't really amount to much of the, the rest of the game, but they were they were there. The game also features a coin system in which players can spend the money they earn from stages to level up new characters quickly instead of training them from level 1. One noticeable change from the previous game is how support is handled. Players can build up a support gauge throughout gameplay and use it to go into style mode. When in this mode, they have the option to temper they have the option of temporarily switching characters and playing as the new character until the support gauge runs out. I forgot about that. Yeah. So this whole support gauge thing, once, oh god, excuse me, once you build it up, you can opt to you know play as a different character for a short amount of time. Like you're not stuck as the character, you know, if you're going through the story mode, you're not stuck as the one character that they made you play as from the beginning. Uh, style mode also gives a different benefit depending on the characters used. Armament characters do more damage when attacking, and observation characters effectively slow down time while retaining their normal speed. Oh yes, they base it off of uh, hockey, which if you don't know much about hockey, uh, armament hockey is more for like making yourself tougher and you know more strength, you know strength-based stuff. Uh, observation hockey is more of like slowing down time and you know being aware more aware of your surroundings and be able to dodge quicker and move faster um let's go down to the reviews of this one oh apparently there's 15 tracks in this game uh reception the game <clears throat> <It's> just, <laughs> sorry the game sold more than 410,000 copies on PS Vita and PS3 combined in its first week in Japan and managed to be the seventh most downloaded game in its first week on PlayStation Network in the United States. It has a store. I think I was actually going back to that PlayStation Network thing. I think I was probably one of those people that downloaded it in the first week because I played the first one. I was like, oh, God, I can't wait for the second one. It has a store of 71 out of 100 on Metacritic. IGN awarded it a score of 6.5 out of 10, saying, One Piece Pirate Warriors 2 starts slow, but its over-the-top combat and personality redeem it in the end. And I can, I can see where IGN is coming from, because, you know, it's its own story, which, which I should mention, by the way, it's its own original story, but the story was written by Ichiro Oda, you know, who created the series. So, you know, who better to create a story for... A One Piece game than you know the person who created it in the first place, but yeah, it does start off kind of slow because it's trying to introduce you to like this brand new story that they're trying to tell. But as always, the combat and just the personality and love that was put into it really redeem it in the end. Uh, how can they improve on that? You may ask. Well, with the third one, One Piece Pirate Warriors three. The plot of One Piece Pirate Warriors... Actually, no, sorry, I should mention when this came out first. God, Cameron, learn to do a podcast. (laughs) 
It was released in Japan on March 26th, 2015, North America, August 25th, 2015, and in Europe on August 28th, 2015. Now, there is a deluxe edition that was released on the Switch later in Japan on December 21st, 2017, Europe, May 11th, 2018, and North America on May 10th, 2018. Uh, the plot of One Piece Party Warriors 3 is very similar to that of the original One Piece series. The game's story starts with Dole D. Rogers' last words and execution, and then moves on to Red Hair Shanks giving a young Luffy his straw hat before leaving his hometown. So yeah, this one is different because it actually starts... You know, it actually gives you the the backstory, like most of the uh, what the anime openings do. Because a lot of the previous anime openings, they start with that story of Goldie Roger being on the execution stand. Stand, if I can learn to talk. They start with Goldie Roger being on the execution stand and being like, Hey, you know that uh, One Piece treasure? Yeah, go find it. It's real. Okay, bye. I'm dead now. <laughs> but yeah, this starts with that Goldie Roger thing. And then it moves on to a cutscene with, uh, you know, Luffy as a child getting the hat from his mentor, Shanks. Um, the game summarizes the series' original storyline with entire arts being condensed into a single mission, ending with the Dresrosa art, which has an ending different than the original series. So, and that's the thing about this, like, if you're looking to sum up the arts, any of the One Piece arts, Definitely play Pirate Warriors 3, because a lot of the missions, they sum up the entire arc into one mission. And this one, it goes back to doing the story of, like, the anime and the manga. It lets you play everything up to, like it said, the Dresrosa arc. And it actually does its own ending compared to what the actual ending of the Dresrosa arc is. Which, I don't know how the Dresrosa arc ends, because I am not there yet. I'm at least... Like a hundred episodes behind, or not even a hundred episodes. I'd say I'm maybe like fifty episodes behind. I'm on the second half of the Dresrosa arc. Like I've already seen uh, Law's backstory. I already know about like Corazon and all that, and I know that Doflamingo is a son of a bitch that needs to die. <laughs> but yeah, I'm on the second half of the Dresrosa arc, so I have no idea how it actually ends. So, the only thing I have to go, I have based off of, is the ending they created in this game. Uh, the gameplay, which is different in this one, the gameplay is similar to the first two installments. A new feature is the Kazuna Rush, which summons another character alongside the player in battle to perform a combination attack. Up to four players can be summoned at once this way, with the finishing attacks becoming more powerful as the characters join. During battle, one of the NPC support characters, known as Crew in the game, may become a hero, which causes the Kazuna gauge of the support character, who is a hero, to fill up more easily. Matching out the support character's Kazuna level, filling their Kazuna gauge, will unleash their hero power. Each character, playable and support, have their own hero powers, which produce different effects, such as causing a barrage, such as Fujitora causing a barrage of meteors, Sakazuki unleashing a barrage magma, or Darp throwing a barrage of cannonballs that deals out damage to every enemy on, on a stage, restoring health of allied units, reducing the enemy unit's attack power by intimidating them, or inspiring allied units, increasing their combat effectiveness, and attack strength, 
yada 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 ba 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 yeah it's they did a bunch of different stuff i'm not going to bore you with all the specific details but uh in addition to the main story mode there is also a dream log mode in which characters and items are revealed and unlocked as the player progresses through the mode's semi-randomized battles after the final island in dream log is completed a second harder version called nightmare log is unlocked so let's see what reviews this got Ooh, reception there's a lot to this one review aggregator metacritic which gives games a weighted average score based on published critical reviews gave the game's playstation 4 version a score of 74 indicating mixed or average reviews whereas the playstation vita version received a score of 76 indicating generally favorable reviews Gaming Age said for the PlayStation Vita version, It's not often that a game will embrace its own ludicrousness and just be totally and completely ridiculous, but One Piece Part Warriors 3 does just that. However, the PC Ports review the PC Ports reviews were more mixed, with a weighted average score of 62 on Metacritic. Hardcore Gamer gave a positive review, describing the game as very playable, but criticized it for being, quote, Weak in technical terms, and one negative review came from Russian gaming website Riot Pixels, which criticized the graphics and porting issues, stating that, quote, It all boils down to this. One Piece is just not a fun beat-em-up game. Japanese gaming magazine Famitsu gave the game a positive rating of 36 out of 40. IGN awarded the game a store of 6.9 out of 10, saying, Pirate Warriors 3 combines Musou Combat, which is another name for the dynasty warriors formula with one piece's spirit intact but it's bogged down by cutscenes now i totally get that there are definitely way too many cutscenes especially because of you know the whole things where they try to condense a lot of the arts down to one mission so they have to fill the rest of that with cutscenes so that people know you know what the hell is going on so yeah i totally get that ign uh let's see richard eisenbeis of kotaku gave the game a mixed review, praising the combat but criticizing the lack of innovation, describing it as, quote, an incredibly run-of-the-mill Dynasty Warriors. I can, I definitely tell, I can see where they are coming from with that. You know, at the end of the day, it's the same game as the other ones, just, you know, with this and that added to it. Uh, let's see, as of February 2nd, 2016, Pirate Warriors sold 1 million copies across different platforms. Uh, the Switch version sold 16,011 copies within its first week on sale. Now, the only one I'm not going to mention here is Pirate Warriors 4, because that's the most recent one that came out, but I have not played 4 yet. And as, like I said, this is the most recent. Uh, this came out for Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on March 27th, 2020. Now, the gameplay with this. The game features gameplay similar to the previous installments. The game has its own original story, but takes the Wano arc from One Piece and changes it. It also features four new multiplayer modes called Giant Boss Battle, Total Bounty Battle, Time Defense Battle, and Territory Battle. Now, what does it mean by it takes the Wano arc and changes it? Well, here's the story. The story takes the unfinished Wano arc and modifies the plot, with Cavendish and Bar Bartolomeo appearing in the arc to help the captured Straw Hat crew escape their cells. 
As the battle intensifies between Big Mom and Taito, a new enemy appears in the form of Blackbeard and his crew. Fighting Blackbeard, Big Mom, and Kaido's crew, players are met with a final battle against Kaido, who turns into a dragon after defeating Big Mom, Blackbeard, and Kaido's underlings. Luffy must defeat Kaido at the end and end the suffering of Wano that Kaido brings. The story has one ending, so winning is the only option, which plays a cutscene of everyone cheering and celebrating the freedom that Luffy gave to the Wano people. This arc has an original ending, while the manga Wano arc is still continuing. So yeah, this is the most recent because it goes into the Wano art, which is the current art of, you know, the manga and the anime. And right now, you know, with its thousand plus episodes, it's, I think it's currently on episode 1006, 1007. But yeah, Wano art is the current art that the anime is on. And it's, like I said, it's unfinished at this point. Uh, what were the reviews on this one? Let's, let's see. IGN's Mitchell Saltzman gave the game a score of 8 out of 10, saying, Pirate Warriors 4 is a great One Piece-flavored spin on the Musu genre with a deep roster and simple but fun combat. Yeah, I think they upped the roster in this one, obviously because there's a lot more characters now. You know, given now that we're at the Wano Art, there's a lot more characters they can use. Uh, the PlayStation 4 version of One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 was the second best-selling retail game during its first week on sale in Japan with 75,998 copies being sold. So yeah, Pirate Wars 4 seems really good. I have not played it yet. I will probably wait for it to go on sale to get it, but as soon as it does, you know, I'm going to be all over that. Alright, so this next one I want to talk about. Now these are some other ones that there's not a whole lot to go into, but these other ones I will talk about. Uh, another one that I've played is One Piece Burning Blood, or, as they say in the uh, main menu of the game, one Piece Burning Blood. Burn, uh, One Piece Burning Blood is a fighting video game developed by Spike Chunsoft and published by Bandai Namco. Uh, it is the first One Piece video game to be released on an Xbox video game console. It was released in Japan on April 21st, 2016, in North America on May 31st, 2016, and in Europe on June 3rd, 2016. The Windows version was released in North America on September 1st, 2016, and in Europe in, on September 2nd, 2016. The game was not released for Xbox One in Japan, so get wrecked, Japan! Get, get wrecked! wrecked. <laughs> um, One Piece Burning Blood is a fighting game which features a cel-shaded art style similar to the One Piece anime. The game also features an advanced battle system, which allows players to perform stronger attacks and block normal attacks from enemies. Similar to the Grand Battle series, Burning Blood is a one-on-one, -on -one, and up to 9 vs 9, fighting game. It focuses on fighting as well as Devil Fruit abilities, with Lodia users being able to use their powers to avoid damage. Now, you know, obviously it, a lot of the whole Devil, Devil Fruit thing plays into effect. Because the Lodia users, you know, people like Ace or whatever that can become fire and whatnot. Just, you know, they use that. Or like uh, Aokiji being able to turn into ice to avoid damage and everything. So, yeah, it's basically your typical fighting game. It's like you move around in a 3D space. It's kind of like modern, you know, any modern fighting game now. I think Soul Calibur or like Tekken or whatever. Uh, let's see. Reviews. Metacritic. Gave the PS4 version a 66 out of 100. IGN gave this a 79. Uh, let's see. IGN gave it a 6.5 out of 10. 
saying One Piece Burning Blood is a bit too much for the uninitiated and a bit too little for One Piece stalwarts. Basically, what I mean is that, you know, it's a lot for people who are just getting into One Piece or just picked it up because they're familiar with One Piece, but there is not enough for One Piece fans, and I definitely see where they're coming from with that. Because, like, with the story mode, you literally just play through, like, Marine Ford. Like, you're at Marine Ford. Like, you just play through that. You're basically from, you know, getting there to A Stein. That's all you play through. And there's just a lot to it that new One Piece fans aren't going to get. But there's not enough for the people who are diehard fans of the series, like myself. So, but all in all, I definitely enjoy it. It's definitely one of those ones that I can definitely, like, if I have somebody over, I can just pop in and be like, hey, let's do this for a second. Or if I'm just relaxing with my wife, be like, hey, let's do this, let's do a fight real quick and then move on to something else. Uh, moving on to the next game now. Get that, get that out of here. Get that, get that game out of here. Uh, one I just recently bought is One Piece World Seeker. One Piece World Seeker is an action-adventure video game based on the manga and anime series, One Piece. Uh, the game was released on March 15th, 2019 for PS4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. The game features the talents of One Piece anime producer Hiroki Toyama from Toei Animation, One Piece media supervisor Suguro Sugida from Shuisha, One Piece game supervisor Yuji Suzuki from Shuisha, and One Piece game producer Koji Nakajima from Bandai Namco Entertainment. I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of those. Um, to move on to the gameplay, One Piece World Seeker is an action-adventure game which puts players in the role of Monty D. Luffy from a third-person perspective. One Piece World Seeker is set in the Prison Island, which is located in the New World. The player will experience and wage battles in an open-world environment which can be freely explored. That's what initially drew me to this game, and I was like, wait... It's a really nice-looking One Piece game, which... Let me go on about that for a second. It's such a pretty game. Like, my God. It's such a visually appealing game. And what initially drew me to this game is that... Yeah, not only is it a really good-looking One Piece game, but it's an open-world One Piece game. So I can freely run around as Luffy to see enemies from behind walls. Techniques from the anime, like Dum Dum Rocket which allows Yuffie, Yuffie, Luffy, to easily traverse the world, and Dum Dum Bazooka are also featured in the game. I was thinking Final Fantasy. I just watched the thing on Final Fantasy, so I was thinking uh, Yuffie from Final Fantasy. The game also features three DLC packs featuring Roanoa Zoro, Sabo, and Trafalgar Law as playable characters. Jesus Christ, that was hard to get through. Uh, yeah, there's like the main story and then there's DLC you can get where you can play through, you can explore the same island, but as Zoro, Sambo, Sabo, and Law. Uh, let's see the reception of this. The game received mixed reviews on all platforms according to the review aggregation website, Metacritic. In Japan, the game debuted at number two on the charts, selling 51,039 units, the PlayStation 4 version, in its opening weekend. In two weeks, it sold 58,777 units. 
Despite the mixed reviews, the game was nominated for Original Light Mix Score Franchise at the Navigator Rewards. Navigator Awards, I should say. Uh, yeah, IGN. IGN didn't like this one. They gave it a 4.5 out of 10. Now, let's see. Let me look it up quick to see why IGN gave World Seeker a 4.5 out of 10. Uh, to sum this all up, I'm going, I'm just going straight to this verdict that they have on their website, if this website will cooperate with me. Uh, World Seeker looks the part of a breakout single-player One Piece game, but its many problems become apparent almost immediately after picking up the controller. Repetitive combat, cumbersome movement controls, and a few outstandingly bad missions get in the way of what otherwise would have been a very respectable One Piece story. Quite simply... One Piece deserves better. Now, honestly, while I did enjoy the game, like, per I personally enjoyed the game, I see where they're coming from. Like, the the movement could have been better, especially with Luffy, because, you know, obviously, you know, he's made of rubber. He can rocket places. He can move really quick. There's, you know, why did the movement have to be so slow? And especially with one of the DLC's law, like, yeah, he can teleport, but he can only teleport so far you know you, you only have a certain distance you can teleport to and it's just i definitely see where they're coming from i mean while i did enjoy the story a lot and a lot of the missions definitely weren't that great i mean i still had a pretty okay time with the game you know i just i just really liked it because it really looked nice so yeah that's all i gotta say on world seeker so i definitely see where ign was coming from doing a 4.5 out of 10 now the last couple of games I want to talk about aren't specifically One Piece games, but it's games that One Piece characters have been featured in, and I'm just going to go over them quickly. Uh, the first one is J-Star's Victory Versus, and this was released uh, in Japan on March 19th, 2014, and in Europe on June 26th, 2015, and in North America on June 30th, 2015. And the basic plot of this is uh, the game story mode, J-Adventure, takes place in Jump World, an amalgamation of the different characters' universes. Now, this is, I should mention, first off, this is a game that combines a bunch of different uh, animes, mainly from the Shonen Jump world. It's a, yeah, it's a crossover fighting video game that combines the universes of several weekly Shonen Jump manga series. So, basically, it mixes, like, uh, Hunter x Hunter, uh, Naruto, uh, let's see, Bleach, Dragon Ball Z. It mixes a bunch of different universes together, including, you know, One Piece. And, let's see, buh, 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 buh. let's see, it, there's a tournament going on, a fighting competition organized by the god of Jump World, who promises to grant the wishes of the team that wins. The narrative is split between four different arts, each focusing on a different team exploring Jump World, gathering more teammates to compete and working to achieve their own personal goals. The dynamic arc focuses on Monty D. Luffy, Portugal's D. Ace, and Saya. The hope arc on Naruto Uzumaki, Yusuke Urameshi, and Don Frisis. The investigation arc on Toritu, Zebra, and Goku, and the pursuit arc on Ichigo Kurosaki, Tatsumi Uda, and Hai. I cannot pronounce any of these names. But yeah, there's a whole arc where basically, you know, you follow Luffy around. And it was a pretty okay game. It's 
Definitely interesting to have a fighting game with all these different anime universes. Uh, another game, and the last game I'm going to talk about, that kind of did the same thing, is Jump Force, and I actually have this game too. It's another crossover fighting game that features characters from various manga series from, you know, Weekly Shonen Jump. You know, basically like Naruto, Luffy, and uh, Goku. Or, yeah, Goku from Dragon Ball Z. And the plot of it is that Frieza, a villain from uh, Dragon Ball Z, he attacks New York City with an army of minions he calls Venoms. And there's actually a big evil person behind everything. There's another big force behind everything, you know, besides Frieza, that is basically causing all these worlds to come together and plans to destroy everything. And basically what they're trying to do is separate the realities so that, you know, everything isn't getting all mixed together and the world doesn't basically fall... The basically, so the world doesn't fall apart. And... Like I said, it's just another fighting game that mixes a bunch of different anime universes together. Like, you got Black Clover. Actually, yeah, they have all the different animes here. So, besides One Piece. Now, I should mention from One Piece, the characters they include from One Piece are Luffy, Zoro, Sanji, Sabo, uh, Boa Hancock, Blackbeard, and through DLC, Trafalgar Law. But other animes they have here are... Black Clover, Bleach, Boruto, City Hunter, Dragon Ball, Dragon Quest, Fist of the North Star, Hunter x Hunter, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, My Hero Academia, Naruto, Rowanui Kenshin, Saint Seiya, Yudio, and Yo-Yo Hakushu. And some original characters are Delina, Kane, and Prometheus. Now, some non-playable there's two non-playable characters, and they come from Death Note, which being Light, Yagami, and Ryuk. Uh, reception. It, re- it received mixed reviews, according to Metacritic. Now, Metacritic, now the version I have, the play... God, I'm, like, devolving right now. <laughs> the PS4 version got a 56 out of 100. And what did our boys at IGN gave it? Okay, so this is weird, so... The English version has a 6.3 out of 10. The Spanish version has a 7.5 out of 10. So what did the Spanish version do different that it got a different store? Um, But the main thing about about Jump Force is that you don't specifically play through the game as any any specific anime character. You actually create your own. Which... That's a plus for me in any video game. I love creating my own character. I love just, you know, putting my own personality into it. But yeah, Jump Force is another great fighting game. I definitely will put that on over uh, Burning Blood or J-Stars any day. And I think they're still adding characters to it. Actually, no. There's another thing here. On November 10th, 2021, Bandai Namco announced the discontinuation of the game. Its delisting from digital stores, along with all of its downloadable content, is set for February 8th, 2022, followed by the shutdown of its online servers on August 24th, 2022. So, huh, good thing I bought the game, because apparently it's just going to be delisted from stores. 
So if you want to check out Gem Force for yourself, you have until February 8th, I suppose, to buy it before it just goes away altogether. But hey, you know, if you wanna if you wanna pay me a little bit of money, I could probably work something out and do you the game for free. <laughs> but yeah, no, if you wanna buy it legitly and support Bandai Namco, definitely buy it before February eighth. And uh, if you're looking, if you already have it and you want to play online, you know, you better get your money's worth out of it before August 24th of this year, because apparently that's just, that's just going. Uh, But yeah, that's the last video game I have on here. And I think with that, after talking for almost an hour, I think that's going to do it for this episode. You know, I love video games. I love One Piece video games. Uh, Let me know what One Piece video games you guys have played or what anime video games you guys have played or just video games in general. What do you guys What do you guys like? What are your interests? Let me know on my social medias. Uh, link will be in the link tree. As always, you know, my Twitter, uh, Instagram, everything. Yeah, both Twitters should be there, actually. My, per- my Twitter and the podcast Twitter. Uh, also in the description, there's a link to send me a voice message directly through Ranker. Also, there's a link to help support this podcast. I'm not going to force you to do it, but any support truly helps this podcast. You know, it helps me do this better for you. I can afford better equipment. I can afford to actually do this for a living. And hey, you know, maybe I can give my cat some treats. Maybe they deserve it if they're not being fuzzy little assholes. <laughs> but with that, I'm going to call this an episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I love you guys so much. You guys being the world to me. I hope you guys stay hydrated. Get vaccinated. God damn it. And, as always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Nerd, out.